Okay, listener, if you're sitting there and thinking, well, is this all a podcast is? I could absolutely do that, but I don't know where to start. Let me tell you, neither did I. I had been a co-host but never produced my own but you know what made it easy? Anchor by Spotify. Everything is in the right place. You can even record and edit right from your phone or computer. You can host on Anchor and then distribute to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to it right now, you can use Anchor to get there. It's all in one place. It's everything you need to make a podcast. And best of all, it is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Cyclone Family Podcast here on the 1012 Network. I'm your host, Jamie Steyer Johnson. Thanks for being part of our podcast fam. Today's guest is a brilliant writer and photographer who has interned with the Minnesota Vikings, Iowa Wolves, NFL, and NJCAA. She began covering Iowa State Wrestling for Cyclone Fanatic in 2017 and has since risen to be the site social media director. In addition, she still covers the wrestling beat and is the camera behind many of your favorite photos of a wide array of Cyclone sports. My guest is of course, my wonderful friend, Jacqueline Cordova. Thank you so much for joining me, Jacqueline. Jamie, thank you so much for asking me to be on your podcast. I was not expecting you to list so many of my accolades, but thank you so much. Well, I mean, if anyone listening is one of the five people who haven't like stumbled upon you somehow on Twitter on Cyclone Fanatic, I had to like give them the lowdown, you know? So, I mean, there's plenty to dive into. If you know you from one thing, you may not know all the other cool stuff you've done. So had to, had to give them the full experience there. (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm excited. Yes, me too. Okay. So The first thing I want to jump into is pretty broad. How did you end up in sports journalism? Were you always really into sports, into wrestling, or was it kind of later in life that you found it? You know, it's funny because I have a cheesy story as to how I ended up in it. Uh, When I was in college, I started as an English major. Ironically, I thought I wanted to be a this is going to throw you through a loop. I thought I wanted to be a forensic psychologist. So I wanted to double major in English and psychology. Um, I had a very rude awakening of what that actually entailed. And I found myself sitting in my literature classes, like finding it very difficult to relate to my peers. And so it was my junior year that I kind of had like this huge, like life crisis as a student of what am I doing? And so I actually had conversations with a few friends because I knew that I wanted to be a writer. I just didn't know how. And journalism, for some reason, had never crossed my mind until I sat down with a friend who actually um, graduated in journalism. She's now like a copywriter for her own company, her own business. So she actually sat me down and she's like, well, why don't you try writing for a magazine on campus? So I joined Ethos Magazine, which is like one of the longest running student run publications at Iowa State. And the very first story that was assigned to me was to write about the life of athletes on campus. And I wrote about Naz Long, uh, Kid Blaskowski, who played for the women's basketball team, and then Leland Witherspoon, who was in his senior season as an Iowa State wrestler. 
And so I was interviewing them. I was not prepared. I would cringe. I think listening to myself interview Naslong, who now plays <laughs> pro ball, but um, it was when I was taking, cause I got to go with the photographer. I was assigned. I got to go with him to do all the photos and we took uh, kids photos in Hilton and it was before practice. And again, this is a really cheesy story. So all the lights were off and the only lit up part of the court was center court. Everything else was off. And Sam, my photographer at the time asked, Hey, can you just stand in the middle and like be my practice person while we wait for kid to come out of the locker room? And for some reason, when I was standing in the middle of an empty, like quiet, like dark Hilton, I stood there and I was like, wow, I think I want to do this. Like, full time. Like, I think I'd like to pursue this. And so because I did that story, I was like, yep, this is it. And I just like engulfed myself in it. I started like looking up internships, like emailing people who I thought could like, like guide me. I signed up for like the one sports media class Greenlee had to offer. And I think it was like a year later is when I got my, but my first sports internship. Oh my God. Okay. Like somehow we've been friends for years and I've never heard that full story. That's incredible. That's great. (laughs) That's like made for podcast material. (laughs) It's super cheesy because, and it's not even like, like I'm not exaggerating. I was standing in an empty Hilton just, and I did a full circle in the center court. And I was like, wow, (laughs) this is it. This is my calling. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's that's honestly unreal. So you ended up at Iowa State. You had like no athletics ties. Did you grow up like following any Iowa State athletics or anything like that? Or was that just where you ended up going to school? And so the connection to the athletics came as a result of that. So everyone finds this very interesting about me. Um, I didn't grow up in Iowa. I grew up in Las Vegas and I moved to Iowa when I was 13. And so obviously all my classmates were super into Iowa and Iowa state. And I truly was just like, what, what is that? It's like where I was in Las Vegas, no one really cared. Like no one was rocking UNLV gear in middle school. No offense to UNLV, great establishment, you know, but I just, I didn't even get the allure of college sports. And so the one tie I do have is that I was a wrestling manager for four years in high school, which I can tell you more about later. But so I had that. So when I did, once I was there and I was like, all right, I'm going to engulf myself in Iowa state athletics. Um, And I looked back at my time being a manager and how passionate I was being a high school manager. I was like, okay, this was probably always there. I just hadn't figured it out yet. But I mean, being at Iowa State was kind of the default. My best friend, Trent, actually bullied me into going Iowa State. He was just kind of like, you're going here. And I only did a college visit to Iowa um, prior. And between the two campuses, I was just like, you know what? Iowa State it is. (laughs) So that's kind of how that happened. So it kind of all defaulted, but it worked out for the best because it really was the best decision I made. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's. Yeah. So it just kind of came along later. So you say that you were a wrestling manager in high school. So you already had that kind of connection to wrestling. So then when you jumped back into sports, was that just kind of the first thing you went towards? Like, I know wrestling, I'm into it. Let's do kind of this angle. 
I did when Chris approached me about being his intern. Prior to that, I just kind of said, I just want a job in sports, which is how I ended up as a direct, uh, not a director, an operations intern for the NJCAA. But so when Chris approached me, he said, here's the two options you have. You can either do women's basketball or you can do wrestling. And because of my wrestling background, it kind of felt like a no brainer. Like to me, I already knew everything that I felt I needed to know to be able to write about it. Um, so yeah, it was just kind of one of those things where it like worked out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, that's super interesting. Things really have just kind of fallen. The puzzle pieces kind of fell into place as far as that goes. So yeah, that was actually the next thing I was going to ask about is working at Cyclone Fanatics. So Chris approached you about kind of doing some stuff for them there. And then did you ever expect that like post-graduation you'd still be rolling with them or was like, oh yeah, this will be a cool like college thing to do that just kind of kept going on. You know, it's funny because I have known Jared, who is our managing editor and who's been there. I mean, I met Jared before he even was a Cyclone fanatic, which is what's funny. And now he's like one of the longest running employees next to Chris. But when I first joined, I was just like, okay, like I've seen what it's done for Jared. Like Chris seems like a really great guy. I did not in any way anticipate still being there. I never thought that my friendships and relationships with Chris and Jared and Rob and now uh, Connor and everyone else who has joined our team in different ways. I, it's not that I saw it as a stepping stone, but I guess I never saw just to the lengths I could go as an employee, like being the social media director was never something I thought would be an option because it really wasn't one when I started, like it wasn't a position. And so when I graduated and we just kind of talked about my future there and what that would look like when Chris said, well, it's not like you have to leave once you're done being in like once you're out of college. So it just kind of felt again, it was one of those like no brainers for me when I started job searching and I made the decision not to leave Iowa right away. It just made sense for me to stay there because as far as like the state of Iowa goes, I feel like this is where I meant to be when it comes to sports. Yeah, for sure. So you've been there for a while, like we said. So in that time, obviously there's a lot that you could look back on, but what are some of like the favorite moments, games, players you've covered while you've been working there? So for wrestling, my, it's funny because today's the anniversary of when I wrote this story. It's my favorite story I've ever written thus far. Um, It was a feature story I wrote on Iowa State's former 165 pounder, Skylar St. John. He's he's brothers with current assistant coach, um, Derek St. John. Skylar had kind of a rough go. He was injured a lot and it made it really hard for him to be able to have an actual like season. He was just always injured. And I was able to tell his story before he graduated. And that's probably my favorite thing I've written just because I've always cared about like the smaller characters mm-hmm. of the story. And Skylar, although he was very much like a prominent figure in the team, he just wasn't, you know, he wasn't the guy pulling in all the wins for people to care about. And so to be able to tell his story and to know how much it meant to him and his family is something that I really look to do in the work I do. So that's one of my highlights. Um, I think when I look back at other things, I would say the West Virginia game for football in 
oh gosh, you might have to correct me on the year. Was it 2018 when we stormed the field? That sounds right. My every year runs together, but the <laughs> storming the field, that'll do it. <laughs> it was, it was the first time and I was standing on the sideline and there was, I think there was like a minute left. And I texted Jared, who was in the press box. And I said, hold on. So if they win this, are they about to storm the field? Cause I was processing, I am standing on the field and people <laughs> are going to rush it. So I was terrified, but it was like, when I look back at like photo moments that kind of defined me, that West Virginia game was one that I feel like I took a step forward because I had just started doing it. So I had no idea what I was doing. I was learning every game as I went. And that was the first game I walked out of it. And I felt like I put out a really good product. Um, so that's a moment I look back on, but I think my next favorite is coming, which is um, I'll be able to go to the big 12 championships for wrestling this year. And I just have a feeling that it's going to be such a good turnout in terms of weights being up for grabs in a way they haven't been. So I just feel like I'm about to experience my favorite, my favorite moment at Cyclone Fanatic. <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely. That's so exciting. Cause I know that that's like very, very new news for you, like confirming that you're going down there. So let's dive into that a little bit. This year in wrestling has been, I mean, terrific, especially recently. So can you talk a little bit about just the success they've had, what it's been like seeing that after you've seen kind of the buildup to having a year like this. So what it's like to be right there alongside them this year. You know, when I first started the season, I remember I left media media days back in October and I was just kind of looking up and down the lineup and I won't lie. I was skeptical. I was very nervous of what kind of season they were about to have. I was more on the pessimistic side, I would say, of what I thought the season would look like. So to be here today where they're going into the UNI match, it's the second to last duel of the season. They're number five in the nation right now. It is incredible. Um, next season will be Kevin Dresser's fifth year. And to look back, and when I first started covering the team uh, in 2017, he took over a program that was 2-12. and 12. And so it is insane just how much growth there's been. And in terms of just the season and what it means, sure, they've been progressing every season. And, you know, when David Carr joined the program, it was huge to have a legacy like him. But as a whole, Iowa State's had some holes um, and I feel like this season they've really hit a peak and that's not to say this is the best they're going to get. Um, there's still so much to happen for the rest of the season with big 12s and NCAA coming up, but I feel like this is a really good product and people should be paying attention because something can be said about each weight. And that's not something I think we were able to say in the past. Um, and this is just Going into you and I tomorrow night, especially with an in-state rival like you and I, um, who's also on a roll currently. I mean, Iowa State's on like 12 straight wins right now, which is huge. So I think Kevin Dresser is definitely sitting in his office at the end of the day, reflecting about just what a good team he has put together. Because even the young guys are doing are doing more than what's expected in terms of you're seeing them make the right decisions more often than you would say in the past. So we're seeing a good product in terms of who's coming in and being able to win their matches in a way that I don't think people could say in the past. Yeah. And you talk about how, you know, you were there 
when you first came in and stuff. And so you were following the program. So for you, having been around the program for several years consecutively, how much does it impact the coverage you're able to give and just your thoughts on the program when you're able to watch people come through year after year and really have that familiarity with the athletes as well as obviously the staff you get to know stuff like that I think in terms of just what it's been like to cover the team and their growth it's it's been really fun in the fact that I said you know you went from two and 12 to number five in the nation But I think the biggest thing is watching the way the guys that are coming in and out of the program and how they mesh together that my first season, I mean, I was very new to it, but you could tell there was just so much potential. And there were guys who were very committed to sticking around and changing the culture of the program. And so I think especially this season, you have guys like Jared Dagan and Ian Parker who were there in his first season who have been part of that culture change. So I think the progress the team has made right now, who they are, I think the biggest thing for me as a reporter and what I can say stands out the most outside of wins and losses is just the culture is just the way um, Ian Parker today actually said it. So I'll, I'll paraphrase what he said, but he said, when I look at the current guys in the room and when we go out there and wrestle our 10 weights, I trust every single guy. And if Ian Parker, the 141 pounder, He is the golden standard. Um, If you look back at things that coaches have said, you know, Ian Parker is a highly committed and dedicated wrestler. He is the type of wrestler you want on your team. And so for him to say that, I think it's just a sentiment without me just like giving you my opinion. But like right now who these guys are, I think they're actually encouraging each other to make the right decisions, to want to continue to win. You know, every guy I think is very aware of, who wrestled before them and who's going to wrestle next? How do you set each other up for success? And I think that is the biggest thing Kevin Dresser has done is built a room where people trust each other and you can trust that people are going to do their job. Yeah, absolutely. So you talked a little bit about, yeah, just seeing some of those guys come through and knowing more their personality specifically. So um, something that we see, especially I think during football season, you see a lot of it where you have these really special relationships with athletes, with their families, with, I mean, obviously Cyclone fans where, you know, you're posting this coverage, you're posting pictures and they really speak to people. Like, it seems like you have this knack of, getting stuff that is meaningful. And so what is that connection and that ability to produce this content, these images mean to you? Um, It's probably the most fulfilling thing I do is producing content that matters to people. And it isn't just my goal with the writing and really the photos, especially during football is I don't want to be the person who took a photo of the touchdown that everybody else has. If you, if you pay attention, you can just watch as photographers like migrate together, which isn't a bad thing. I definitely migrate with them when I know something big is going to happen, but it just became important to me to find the thing that no one else is paying attention to, which I think is where my knack for, if you, if you look for me, there's a high chance you're going to find me right behind the bench. Because I like to capture them when they're talking to the coaches, when they're talking to each other. I've taken some fun videos of them celebrating with each other. And I, you know, my biggest thing when I share them is I want the people who are in them to find them. And I have been able to 
um, make really great relationships with parents that I didn't think I was going to for wrestling specifically, uh, Logan Schumacher, he stepped in as Iowa state's 165 pounder when Skyler actually had to retire officially from the sport. And again, Logan was kind of the same thing. He wasn't, you know, the most brightest star on the uh, lineup. So people just didn't really pay attention to him, but because I took the time to just photograph him in his element and share those photos, his parents were very appreciative. And the thing with just who I feel I am as a person of the media is that when I first started, you know, I was very insecure. I was very nervous. Um, it was all very new to me, especially because Iowa State media, you know, they're all a very close knit group. We I, I would say, you know, with a few turnovers here and there, for the most part, you have the same core people who have been there for a long time. So I, I was very out of my element joining that group and. I just kind of got myself to a place where I was like, I can't compare myself to other people. I can't want to compete with other people. So how do I make myself be different? And the way I did that was capturing, you know, the moments that nobody else is seeing, the moments you can't see from your seat or being able to talk about the conversations that I get to have with some of these athletes, specifically wrestling. I mean, I've had tons of conversations with the coaches and um, Southern, some of the wrestlers that you know, people wouldn't know about people don't get to hear about. And so I feel very lucky that in the Iowa state pool, I've been able to become someone to readers or fans or listeners, um, or even the athletes that can tell a different story than everybody else is. Yeah, definitely. And so do you find that obviously your primary would be like football and wrestling, but I know that you do basketball. I know you do other events. And so that kind of search for something different does that make it easier maybe to cover other sports that aren't in your like typical wheelhouse or are there still big differences when you're like jumping on a basketball court so it's funny because basketball is actually the hardest thing I've ever photographed (laughs) and the reason is because you know it's so high-paced I the first game I shot this season, I actually texted Jared at halftime because he was up in press row. And I was like, I just filled up my entire SD card because I did not realize like just how many photos I was going to take. Um, but it just, there's a different element. Like with wrestling, you can argue I'm that side. I'm on the same type of floor, but in wrestling, I get to move as mm-hmm. much as I want. Nobody puts me in a box except during the Iowa State duel. I have to sit in the box. <laughs> But like during basketball, I am constricted to my spot. Um, if anyone pays attention, it is a crowd. It is crowded down there. You have to fight for a spot. And once you're in it, if you, at least in my situation, I don't have double cameras. I don't have a wide variety of lenses. So what I got is what I got. And so it was really hard for me to learn how to bat- how to capture the dunks, how to capture the bench. Where's the best spot to sit in that tiny little space to the right of the hoop? And so last year I was actually not last year, but the year prior before COVID happened, I actually was very defeated doing basketball because I just couldn't figure it out. And this season I have, I've been able to go, I think it's two or three basketball games. Um, I went to the, one of the women's games and I am doing a lot better. I've definitely kind of figured out how to do it, but um, I think it's just a different challenge each sport because you have to learn how to capture the same things differently. So like in football, I cannot access Matt Campbell to save my life. I have to figure out a way to position myself with the length of the lens that I have to capture him. 
And in basketball, I mean, I'm right next to uh, Finley and uh, Otzelberger. And so I think that's what makes it fun is that each sport is a different challenge. And I definitely felt good about myself when I felt like I captured basketball pretty well this season. Yes, definitely. Well, personally, I thought your basketball coverage was terrific and not just because my Twitter profile picture is one you took, but I get excited whenever you're doing coverage like that. So, okay, well, basketball, great. We love it, but we all know like wrestling, very much your primary thing. And you've got some new kind of projects as far as that goes. So I know you've got your new podcast on Cyclone Fanatic. We talked about how you're going to get to go to some of the uh, postseason stuff for wrestling. So tell us a little bit about these kind of new and upcoming things you've got in the fire. So I've always wanted to have a podcast Um, in the past. It was just one of those things where it was a little details I've actually, I feel very lucky that I've had a lot of people constantly reach out to me and constantly badger Chris on Twitter about when's Jacqueline going to get a podcast. And I'm very excited that it worked out this season. Uh, My co-host, Ben Visser, he used to work for the Gazette. He had covered Iowa State Athletics since he was a student. And it worked out in my favor that Ben decided he was just ready to be done with being a full-time journalist and kind of wanted to ease himself into marketing. And Chris and I were having a beer one night and he said, you know, why don't you and Ben do a podcast? Like that could be really good. And I texted Ben and I, I'm excited to showcase more of my friendship with Ben because, you know, it's one of those behind the scenes people don't see. I mean, I've covered wrestling with him since I started, but we, have always had a pretty close friendship, just spending those days together at duels. Um, And so we started recording at the start of the year, the very first duel, we put out our first episode, we just put out our fifth episode, um, which is a project that I am very excited about to watch come to fruition. Um, My first, our first episode, I was so nervous, so, so nervous. Like Ben had to probably give me like a 15 minute pep talk before we got on. And so it's just huge that we're already five episodes in and it's even bigger right now that our newest and only sponsor fairway, like the fairway decided and agreed, you know, to team up with us and sponsor the rest of my season um, content. So it's, I think probably one of the biggest projects I've had with wrestling. Um, I'm very lucky. I have full creative freedom to do whatever I want with wrestling. And so to be able to add in a podcast to Cyclone Fanatic that, you know, that's one of our, I think our biggest things that we offer as a publication is the podcast content. So to finally join the, you know, the podcast family is really important to me. And it's really important that I get to have this podcast and I'm excited. I get to do it with Ben who is awesome. So if anyone wants to listen to us, <laughs> it's on the feed. Yes. Yes. We'll, I'll make sure I like post all of our information and stuff in my description. So what's the show called? It's called reaction time. Ooh. Very good. Okay. I love it. I'll make sure that that's in there. I'm still obviously getting the hang of having my own show. We were like very (laughs) hot on the tails of each other as far as that goes. So each week I'm like, oh yeah, I've got episode descriptions. I can put stuff in there. I can do whatever I want. I can, I can tweet it. This is incredible. So I will make sure that that is in there. Um, 
so then really the last thing I want to ask you is something that I ask everyone who comes on this show, because the whole point of this show was just to showcase like how unique and special the people are that surround Iowa State, whether that be people who are members of the athletic department, whether they be athletes, people covering the team, fans, all that fun stuff. And so I put it very simply, which is, what does it mean to you to be a part of the Cyclone family? <laughs> what does it mean to me? That is a loaded question. <laughs> um, I mean, being part of the Cyclone family, I feel like is like an identity to me. It, it, like it's a part of who I am. I feel like that's the biggest thing people know about me is that I do you know, sports work that is around Iowa State. I mean, it's such a part of me that I graduated, God, four or five years ago now, and I'm still here because of how passionate I am about covering Iowa State athletics, specifically Iowa State wrestling. So I guess to me, it's, it sounds cliche, but it's like everything. Like it's what fills my cup. Like I am, I'm lucky I get to do a normal day job where I have, you know, nine to five structure, but at the end of the day, what fills my cup, what makes me feel like I have a purpose is covering Iowa State Athletics. Oh, I love that. Well, we obviously appreciate so much that you get so much enjoyment out of it because like, what would we do without you out there doing what you do? So, oh, amazing. Jacqueline, this has been so much fun. I, I mean, if people are listening to this, like they're probably coming from social media and if they're on social media, they almost definitely have to have found you. But if somehow they have not, where can we find you? So on Twitter, you can follow me at Jacqueline Cord. It's J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E-C-O-R-D. Um, that's where I'm most active. It's where I probably post most of my work. I'm really bad at Instagram when it comes to, I don't think I've posted in like a month, so probably don't follow me there. <laughs> attention. But yeah, definitely follow me on Twitter. I'm super responsive. I love to talk about wrestling. I love to talk about my photos. So yeah, you guys can follow me there. All right, great. I'll put that in the episode description as well. We'll have all of our information there and you have so much more stuff coming up. Obviously everything you put out at Cyclone Fanatic is amazing. You'll have podcasts you can catch Jacqueline on if you didn't get nearly enough of her today, which like, duh, how could you? You'll have a couple episodes to catch up on and more coming up in the future. How often do you put out episodes? It comes out every week and it posts on Wednesdays. Okay. So this comes out on Friday. So you'll have a couple of days to set your <laughs> alarms and be ready for Wednesday. And then of course, you'll be able to follow her with all of her wrestling coverage as we finish out this season. All right, Jacqueline, thank you so, so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much to Jacqueline Cordova for joining us this week. I feel like I get really rambly on these wrap-ups, so let's keep it quick. Um, you can follow me personally at jsteyz, J-S-T-E-Y-Z, on Twitter, really all social media, but I mostly use Twitter. You can follow our podcast account at CycloneFamPod on Twitter. 
and Jacqueline's handles will all be down below. She is Jacqueline Cord on Twitter. She's with Cyclone Fanatic, and I'll have all the information about her podcast down below as well. As always, keep an eye out. I will be uploading every Friday. Um, I did request some ideas for who I should have on the show going forward. I got some really great responses. If yours was one of them, I very much appreciate you. If this is the first you're hearing of it, well, shoot, go find us on Twitter. Go ahead and shoot over some requests for me and I will do my best to kind of dig into those. I've gotten some really, really good ones so far. So, all right. Thanks guys so, so much for tuning in. I will be back next week with, you know, whoever I track down in the meantime. All right. Go Cyclones. This was the Cyclone Family Podcast on the 1012 Network. 